Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Mic check. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how you doing, my brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Although I do have a, a sense of impending doom. Jeez, that, that's a, that might be the first time where you've done that instead of me. So loving that. Before I ask you what you think about this track, I'm going to go on and say why this tune this week. And I guess my reason is you can never have enough doom, Alan. You can never have enough doom in your life. Uh, we're just due another doom track. That's all I could say. R.I.P. Rest His Soul. We said on our first episode on the track Accordion that it wasn't going to be the last time you, you the listeners, are, were going to hear from this artist. And we heard him not long ago on phases, and now we hear again. I wanted to just reiterate certain things, which is the fact that you've previously mentioned MF is probably one of the kings of wordplay, which is straight facts. You know, you you've done that a much better job on previous tracks of explaining that. But something I think MF is so underrated for is his productions. Most know about the Mad Villain album and Mad Libs productions are absolutely fire on that album. There's no doubt, but this song mf produced this song himself and the production is just so good man it is just so good it's an unbelievably well produced tune i have to mention the two samples used in the track because they're literally just different the main sample which you hear throughout the track is a tune called kiss of life by an artist called Shade. And it's interpolated by Pebbles, the invisible girl, who changes the last word instead of you. I think she turns it into MC. It's just a beautiful voice, beautiful track. And I feel blessed by MF to be shown such a track and being able to listen to that song because that song's so good. When you listen to samples and the samples are just as good as another song, I love that. And then the second sample I wanted to mention was the deck scratching that's laced throughout the track, which is from a tune called Poetry by Boogie Down Productions. And the tune was produced by KRS-One, DJ Scott LaRock and Said G. And it just made me think that I might need to go through some KRS One catalog for a future bars, rhymes, and life episode, which is just exciting for me, anyway. Uh, what did you think about my pick this week? You said always excited when Doom or one of his alter egos uh, shows up to the show. 
I did know this song, but not super well. Like I, I'd, I'd heard it a bunch of times, but never kind of fully listened to all of like the lyrics. I remember the scratching in the sample, and I remember Doom going do 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 at one point in the song. This is like a bit that stuck with me. And you like, you're right. It's got like a real nice kind of vibey instrumental. I had no idea that he produced this. It's great production on his part. I think part of the reason I didn't pay attention to the lyrics is because of the way Doom delivers sometimes. It's so rapid and there's so much in there that you're kind of just going with the flow and not necessarily following exactly what he's saying until you're reading it. Like I started reading it once once I'd seen it was this week's episode and it's there's a lot of great bars in there. So yeah, I was looking forward to taking a closer look. Right. Who's up first? You're up first. Hold mics like ponytails tight and bob a lot. Stop and stick around, come through and dig the sound of the fly brown six o sicko psycho who throws his dick around. Bound to go three plat, came to destroy rap. It's an intricate plot of a b-boy strap. Hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops. Stop, stick around, come through and dig the sound of the fly brown six o sicko psycho who throws his dick around. Bound to go three plat, came to destroy rap. It's an intricate plot of a b-boy strap. So. There is a few things that I, like that needs a bit of unpacking here. First is the line of the fly brown six o sicko psycho who throws his dick around. It's the fact that he's been able to describe. So it's a really unbelievable, nice little double double entendre because he's a fly brown skinned and he's six foot tall who likes to throw his dick around obviously but in another amazing wordplay doom changes one and i've got to say this word right it's a phoneme so doom changes one phoneme per word six o sick o and psycho to create a tongue twister in the middle of the line so to me that is just disgusting like it's different level shit because it's so quick rapid and just under the covers if that makes sense it's not it's not it's not obvious then taking these lines in their entirety alan i don't know if you remember these lines from accordion giving y'all nothing but the lick like two broads got more lyrics than the church like ooh lords and he hold the mic and your attention like two swords and live in the true gods giving y'all nothing but the lick like two broads got more lyrics in the church got ooh lords and he hold the mic in your attention like two swords so that's accordion right and i don't know if you're like i'm beginning to develop this pattern that i'm listening to when i'm listening to doom two-handed holding of the mic and then a dismissive double entendre about two lesbians in accordion and then going back to these lines Hold mic like ponytails tight and bob a lot. Do you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'm like, shut up. That's m- like, hang on a minute. I've been listening to this song for so many times and not once did I ever think of it in that way. And then it's like, <laughs> hang on, is that the same as that? And I just think it's incredible that he's, you know, do you see the double entendre here that he's holding the mic real tight and people are bobbing to his bars, but there's that insinuation that he has a female going down on him and he's holding her ponytail and her head would be bobbing up and down. And two things really stick out to me about this, right? Because even though it's like a pattern of derogatoriness towards women, 
MF Doom is a made-up character. It's a persona by Daniel Doom. He's, he's not... He doesn't think or live his life like the way MF Doom is. And in an interview, he stated that when I made this character, I wanted to... I wanted the character to be a motherfucker that really, really don't give a fuck. He's taking it to the extreme of not giving a fuck. But at the same time, he's the most caring motherfucker you could really get to know. You know, as far as children and dropping a jewel here and there. But he's just so angry that it might seem like he's on some flip shit and some negative shit. But in actuality, he's flipping on everything. So that's so negative already out. He's trying to turn the whole shit around. He's the villain to the villains that we know. And this character and persona, this is what I'm grabbing or gravitating towards, is that his love for rap is so huge and it's so massive that he has to hold the mic two-handed and really, really, really tight. But he hates fucking rappers because they're shit. They, they don't do justice to the rap game that, you know, that he loves his art so much. And then... Just to finish it all off, because again, I was just like, nah, am I, am I reading it like this? He was throwing his dick around that the next time he comes across the same girl, she's going from having a ponytail to having three plaits in her hair, which is the same as the three plaits, like going three plaits. <laughs> Bruv, tell me that's not mad. No, no one does like dick humor like doom <laughs> no i just don't think it's incredible i think it's absolutely incredible and i just think it's so clever and i love it i love it not necessarily because of his message and his meaning more just the way that he's able to just play around with it and just stick it in there and you know as i said you could listen to this song over and over and over and over again and just randomly pick something out new every time yeah his internal rhyming and like the the double entendres that he uses all over the place are just like next level hype who's next you're up again femstat cats get kidnapped then release a statement to the press to let the rest know who did that Femstat cats get kidnapped then release a statement to the press let the rest know who did that so i want to shout out mf for catching me out on this one alan i've been a pharmacist for a very long time and I listened to hip-hop for a very long time. And you will not believe how many medicinal drug references they are that I catch that probably go mo over most people's heads because they just don't know what the drugs are, right? But this one caught me out. Partly, I'm going to give myself a little out, partly because it's probably sold in the US and it's not sold in the UK here. But yeah, you know, Femstat is an antifungal cream for vaginal yeast infections. Slang term for vagina is pussy so pussies get kidnapped and dealt with pussy cats get kidnapped and guess what this album was released in october during halloween and i found out that loads of black cats actually get kidnapped during halloween what <laughs> search it yourself I, I i'm telling you that's straight facts loads of black cats actually get kidnapped during ha halloween so femstat cats get kidnapped pussy cats get kidnapped and actually pussies get kidnapped and dealt with too. Released a statement to the press because they're just weak. But also because their cats actually might be missing. So, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a double, double, double entendre. It's ridiculous. That's a, that's a double, that's almost a quadruple a double entendre there. A quadruple entendre there, bruv. Quadruple double entendre is a BRL first. <laughs> that is different, mate. Different. Wow.
Yeah, I, I, I never, I never even made the cat connection. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? I'm up. Broken household name usually said in hostility. Um, what is MF? You silly. Broken household name usually said in hostility. Um, what is MF? You silly. Now, this track, like I said, it has so many clever little references in the way that Doom tracks always do. And there are probably so many more that I haven't noticed because Doom, he's just so sly with his writing. He's just such a sly writer, which I love. And this bar is it's a great example. Um, I had to read this from Genius. Again, similar to your drug reference, this is an American reference uh, to the American game show Jeopardy. And in that game, contestants give their answers in the form of a question. So, for example, a question might be, a box-shaped instrument played by compressing the bellows, and then the answer would be, what is an accordion? So you're answering with a question. Well, you know what? If anyone should be on Jeopardy (laughs) and go for the million prize, it might be you, Alan, because that was, well, that's a really good question, simply because you connected it to Bars Rhymes and Lows as well. There's some effort being put in that, rated. Taking a hint from Doom there and just, putting little sly references in so yeah that's what he's done here is he's he's phrased this bar in the style of a jeopardy question so the question is broken household name usually said in hostility and he comes up with the answer what is mf and it's just so clever because there's a couple of different ways you could you could read that line so if you put the comma after household it would be broken household name usually said in hostility so somebody maybe who comes from a broken home and their name is often said in anger maybe by their parents maybe by teachers you know maybe they get called a villain who knows and then alternatively you could read it as if you put the comma after name a broken household name usually said in hostility and then that instance he is a household name he's mf doom he's a household name but he's broken and 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 then the hostility comes from MF, where you might say motherfucker and write MF instead. And so there's just an interesting way of reading it. it. It it's the same sentence, but it's just it's such a great way of writing. And I love this is what I love about Doom and others like him is you find a really interesting way of saying something really normal. He's just saying his name. There's nothing deeply profound about the meaning of this. He's just saying I'm MF this is who I am, but he puts it in this incredible style. I've never seen anyone write a lyric in this style, like phrasing it as a game show question. It's just brilliant and creative. And I love that kind of writing. Madness, bro. That's absolutely mad. Incredible take. Who's next, bro? You're up. Watch your own back. Came in and go out alone. Black. Stay in the zone. Turn H2O to cognac. So the first line reminds me of the King Hidera track, Phases. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Just remind me of that, Alan. Like he's, he's, yeah, again, he's, he's got this thing about be, being the fact that he's in this game alone and he goes out black, like, you know, and born alone, die alone. He's very cynical about life this this persona mf doom is a very cynical man who genuinely doesn't really give a crap do you know what i mean and then the second line uh, so obviously the second line is a, a play on the line where jesus turned water into wine 
and MF would turn H2O to cognac. And it made me think that for MF, turning water into cognac would be his miracle, right? And people thought that Jesus turning water into wine would be a miracle. But to me, that wouldn't be a miracle. If anything, it would be the opposite way because you could be able to hydrate and, you know, help people stay hydrated and actually help people live. And I was trying to basically get out is that someone else's miracle could be someone else's hell because I wouldn't really care about having bare alcohol in the world you know what I mean or turning water into alcohol I'd rather water get turned into Ribena for instance you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah someone else's miracle could be someone else's hell and one of the biggest things that I always hear around and a lot of my circle is like when I win the lottery I wish I win the lottery and I read a horrible fact, and I do think it's a really horrible fact, that like almost 70% of lottery winners like lose it all within like five, ten years. And you go to yourself, you know, be careful what you wish for. You know, that miracle that you think would be a miracle for you, and it was a miracle, it was like luck that this happened for us. Be thoughtful and mindful about what you want to happen for you as a miracle, because that miracle could end up being your hell. And going back to turning H2O to cognac, why would you want that? You know that like alcohol, alcohol is only going to lead you one way. And again, it's it's a theme that goes in through all of Doom's tracks. He's always talking about six cans of beer. He's always talking about cognac and he's always talking about drinking. And there's an insinuation that Doom has a drinking problem. So I just thought, yeah, one man's miracle could be another man's hell. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, I also definitely that relation to the the phases track. As soon as I read this line, I was like, he, he said that before. I've heard him say that before in a in a different guise, which is nice. It's a little reference to his own track there. Yeah, bars. Cool. I'm up next on Doomsday. Ever since the womb, till I'm back when my brother went. That's what my tomb will say. Right above my government. Dumalay, either unmarked or engraved. Hey, who's to say? On Doomsday, ever since the war, till I'm back where my brother went, that's what my tumor say. Right above my government, Dumalay, either unmarked or engraved. Hey, who's to say? I love this chorus. It's a, a really, it's really interesting. I mean, it's well written. He's kind of pondering on his legacy in some ways. Will his grave be unmarked or like, you know, engraved uh, for all to see and i think we can say that he he died as a a legend in in hip-hop and in music but i'm also interested in this concept of his government name dumalay you hear this in rap a lot right to distinguish between a stage name or a street name and your government name it's like what, what your parents might know you by or something what it actually says on your birth certificate and the reason this resonated with me is because if anyone's seen any of my social media accounts, you you would might you may well have noticed that I have a bunch of different names, not unlike the masked villain himself. But these these aren't pseudonyms, and I can't rap. These are just the results of a bit of an identity crisis on my part. My family name was legally changed when I was a teenager, and so my government name is your boy A E. But the E there. Elliot is not my original family name, which is Macedo. It's a Portuguese name 
for a long time, I've been dithering about which one of those should actually be my government name, because what you call yourself is important. It's kind of a big part of your identity. And certainly, for me, at least, I feel like having a non-English surname more accurately sums me up as a person. Elliot has Scottish origins as a name. I do not have Scottish origins. So yeah, for the time, my, my government is AE, but maybe my grave will say something else. And, and like Doom says, you know, who's to say? Bars, you know, the one tiny thing that I picked up on while, you know, reading the lyrics is, you know, Doom Lay, the way he says it is also like Doom Will Lay. That's where I will stay. And that's, huh. again, so clever, so sly and so sick, bro. It's just too much, man. This guy's insane. And that's amazing because I've, I've always known and been aware of your surname changes. I've never asked you about it because, you know, one minute you were this and another minute you were that <laughs> and it's all there. And it's just nice to know that. About it's you, funny bro. because now that I think about it, you're one of the few people still in my life who knew me when I was Macedo before I became Elliot and now again as I'm moving back towards Mercedes not many people have known me that long <laughs> that's it man honored honored to be there from day <laughs> dot um, who's next I'm up again I wrote this one in BCDCO section if you don't believe me go get bagged and check then cell number 17 up under the top bunk I say this not to be mean wish bad luck or pop junk I wrote this one in BCDCO section. If you don't believe me, go get bagged and checked in. Cell number 17 up under the top bunk. I say this not to be mean, was bad luck a pop junk. Snap, bruh. <laughs> I, I didn't have a huge amount to say about this, but I just had no idea that Doom did time. I had no idea that he was in prison. Like, complete news to me. And that he literally wrote these bars behind bars. And I just... It's such a cool thing to include in your song and he delivers it in such a in such a clever way. Like if you don't believe, get bagged and checked then. Like get arrested and go and check under cell 17. And you can picture him laying in cell 17, writing this very verse that we're now listening to. And it it makes me think of a, the line, a line from the Lupe Fiasco song, Prisoners 1 and 2, when he talks about people getting smart in prison and, and kind of building themselves up. And you think of someone like Doom, so talented, so creative, writing this song whilst in prison. And I think, wow, what other art might have been created behind bars that we might not even know about? Like how many other great verses, stories, paintings have been done behind bars that we don't know about? It's just really interesting. Facts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I snapped you and snapped a lot of your takes or what you said there and I don't I don't want to repeat everything that you already said but a few things that was like important to me was one I didn't know that the genesis of a line like this was from Baltimore and I love Baltimore not because it's an amazing place but I love Baltimore because of the wire and everything that I've ever watched and depicted of Baltimore it's it's gritty it's rough but the, uh, most of the most unbelievable creative artists come from there like when i heard nina simone baltimore for the first time the city's dying, and they don't know why
my mind just blew, bro. And there must be something about Baltimore that has something in it that creates such geniuses. So, like, you know, shout out to anyone who's listening in Baltimore, if anyone in Baltimore is listening. And the second thing was this, uh, again, just a bit of research from Rap Genius. This is the first known instance of Doom describing where and how he wrote a rhyme. And then he's done that throughout a lot of his catalogs going further down. Now, I ain't got no examples to rip off because we'll end up talking forever. But it's just, it started there. And what I wanted to get out was the fact that there's a Banksy element to this. That if someone actually goes and gets bagged, goes to that bunk, and that's writing scratched in there is still there. Someone takes a photo of it or carves it out or something. You know that's money right there. Like that would that to me is something that I would happily spend a lot of money on if I had that type of money to pay whoever I needed to pay to go in there and chop that brick out and have that on like <laughs> that's art to me. That's legit true art. And and there's a there's a bank like I said, there's a banksy element to this thing because he's saying, Look, I wrote this rap, then go check it. Go get get yourself arrested, go to this cell, go to this place, and you'll see my bars written in the wall and i just think that's an amazing it's amazing man just just it's really blowing. cool it's kind of funny that you can't like if you were able to buy something like that that the fact that you you can't because it's in a prison and so the only way you can see it like he says if you get bagged you've got to be in a position like he was where you're getting locked up if you really want to see it it's, it's almost unobtainable for everyone else which is it's kind of something nice about that yeah bars who's next bro you're up. Pop the trunk on C cypherpunk. Leave him left scraped. God forbid there ain't no escape. Blame MF tape. Pop the trunk on C cypherpunk. Leave him left scraped. God forbid if ain't no escape. Blame MF tape. So I jacked this off Rap Genius as well. And C cypherpunk is the supreme alphabet slang for police. The C is the letter C. Cypher is the letter O. And punk replaces power to represent the letter P. Together they spell cop. And the supreme alphabet is derived from the five percenters, which I had never heard about before until we did our episode on Reunited. And we found out about RZA's connection with the five percenters. Again, this five percenter thing is a, is a thing that I never knew about and is now becoming more of a thing through our journey on bars, rhymes, and life. And I just found it cool and it's something I just wanted to mention, really. That's crazy. I never would have... Like, I've never heard of that alphabet thing. And so C, cypherpunk, I never would have got that reference. There, I imagine there were quite a few... Like, not that many people who would catch that reference, which is, is fun in itself. Like, I like when writers put things in there that only a few people are going to even figure out what they're on about. It's great. Yeah, it's different. It's an amazing track, man. It really is. So many great bars. You're up again. That's the difference between sissy pissy rappers that double dutch. How come I hold a microphone double clutch? That's the difference between sissy pissy rappers is double dutch. How come I hold a microphone double clutch? So I love the I love the play on words. Like it's a nice little play on words. The way it the rhythm to this is he changes his rhythm literally like every other line. It's ridiculous. It, it is unbelievable. But I have to disagree with MF on this one. Because I don't think you're a sissy if you do double dutch. It's one thing that I've always wanted to be involved in is the the double skipping thing. I've, I, anyone that I see do it, anyone that I see doing double dutch, 
I just think it's incredible, man. I don't know how they do it. I watch it and I just get so jealous. So, and it reminds me of a scene from Don't Be a Menace. Let's go. Working, dog, working. Double Dutch skipping is sick and anyone that can do it, I rate you hard. I don't think you're a sissy for being able to, to skip, man or woman. I just think it's swag as fuck, bro. So shout out to anyone who's double dutching out there. And then again, how come I hold the mic double clutch? The mic and rap just means the world to him. He will not let go of it, Alan. He has to hold the mic double clutch. He has to, he has to hold it two-handed. He will not give it up the game means too much to him nice there's also a potential like double meaning there with double dutch is it's like slang for somebody who's talking nonsense isn't it if somebody's saying a lot of stuff that you don't understand you might say that oh that's double dutch to me like i don't understand it and so he might be saying these other rappers are just talking complete nonsense but at the same time saying that they're sissies because they're they're skipping it's just another little hidden double entendre in there and he's like i hold the microphone double clutch because i'm doing it properly i'm not talking nonsense this guy's different man he's different (laughs) who's next i'm up clang crime don't pay listen you it's like me holding up the line at the kissing booth clang crime don't pay listen you it's like me holding up the line at the kissing booth I, i really didn't have a lot to say about this one it just really made me laugh it really just cracked me up. I love Doom's sense of humor. He's everywhere in these songs. He's just got funny little lines and vivid little pictures. And it, you know exactly when he says, I'm holding up the line at the kissing booth. You can just imagine that imagery and how funny it is. is him getting off with the person in the booth while everyone else is waiting. And it's free because he's taking more than a kiss. Just, just really funny. And I don't know. I don't know who else like does humor like that in the way that Doom did. Uh, you appreciate it so much that that kind of irreverence aside from that i think the only thing i've got out of this line is that telling kids that crime don't pay made me think of earlier in the song where he mentions white collar crime i think in the previous verse and it just it occurred to me that he's right crime doesn't pay but if it does it's going to be white collar crime isn't it that's the that's the crime that pays and it feel like there's always a little sly reference in there as well but yeah that this line just cracked me up yeah sick who's next you're up able to drop today's math in the 48 keys of life able to drop today's math in the 48 keys of life so again i just ripped this off rap genius it refers to the book the 48 laws of power which is apparently meant to be a sick book i've not read it i don't know if you've read it but i definitely might give it a go at some point in the future simply because doom's led me there now so you know i might have to 48 keys of life could also mean the keyboards which many producers use to make the beat that has 48 keys uh drop today's math and the 48 keys of life refers to his knowledge of the supreme mathematics which i assume is something to do with the five percenters again as well as the 48 laws of power the line also plays on the title stevie wonder's classic the 1978 album songs in the key of life 
it's just like like there's four things there in one line which is just pure economy of words like it's different it's it's different he is incredible man yeah and in just like a really short line as well like that's just not, it's not even a, a a long section and he drops all this stuff in there yeah insane who's next you're up again touch the mic get the same thing a rab would do for you to, for stealing what the devil, he's on another level. It's a word, no a name, MF, the supervillain. Touch the mic and get the same thing that A-Rab would do to you for stealing. What the devil, he's on another level. It's a word, no a name, MF, the supervillain. So, so the Arab that would do to you for stealing is the code of the Hammurabi. Hammurabi? Hammurabi. Hammurabi, which I've never heard of. And apparently is a Babylonian law, which meant that if you steal, the hand that you've stolen with will get chopped off, which is pretty brutal. But the whole thing is that he holds the mic double clutch. He holds the mic really tight. So if you steal the mic from him, he will chop your hand over it because he's so possessive over the mic, so possessive about his art and the meaning of rap, which I thought was just pretty sick. And that's all I really need to say on that, bro. Yeah. His his wordplay and his imagery, especially with his character, like the 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 MF Doom character as a sort of cartoon supervillain, he gets uh he gets so much creative and like imaginative lines out of that character. It it makes his songs and and his catalog so unique. Yeah, and sorry, I I I did say the last line is a word, no a name, MF the supervillain. Uh, again it's another play on is it a bird is it a plane no it's superman and i just wanted to end on he might be a super villain but bro he is just a super rapper this guy's bars are incredible he is different and i just got nothing but love and respect for the dude the dude is unreal bro straight up fact truth nothing but love to mf doom and all his fans Rest his soul. Uh, nothing but love to all the bars, rhymes, and life listeners out there. Nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace. Get
what's happening all you bars rhymes and life listeners so me and alan have always been thinking about how we can make bars rhymes and life the truest the most authentic the most realest thing that you would ever listen to every week we're really grateful that people even listen to us and we've already had some amazing takes from people in our lives so we thought why don't we give ourselves an opportunity to listen to you guys so we're going to start enabling voice notes on all of our episodes maybe you had a different take on one of the lines or maybe there's just a line that we left out that you really loved maybe you want to express how a line has made a positive change in your life alan i'm literally too excited for this shit, bro me too man we can't wait to hear your bars relate to your rhymes so you guys can shed a light on our lives one peace